up on the final Out With It All podcast, I talk about spam. Another community radio show gets the David Eagle treatment. I threaten to kill the telephone operator. Or we plunder the audio archives, my personal audio archive, when I was digitising uh, various cassette tapes, and I came across songs that I had written when I was a child. And we'll be playing some of those rather embarrassing songs and, and some poetry as well on this concluding Out With The Old Young'uns podcast. Plus, what is the common link between herbal tea, nuts, facts about art and walking? Uh, find out on this, the final Out With The Old Young'uns podcast. A look back at Young'uns podcast episodes 1 to 100, which ran between August 2006 and 2008. Let's do this. And so I've started now digitising these tapes, which is where these uh, recordings come from that I'm going to play for you now. It's time to reveal to the world my composition, my epic, Sing Like an Angel. So let me just set the scene. This is with my friend and I, my friend Matthew, and we were about 10 or 11, probably about 11. And um, we it features myself on a keyboard and him on a keyboard, and we're both singing this song. Okay, I'll stop talking. I'll play the clip now. Here goes nothing, quite literally. <laughs> I'm happy to announce that that voice is not mine. This is my friend Matthew currently with his epic solo, starting it off. Here we go. Now. Now. <laughs> That wasn't me. It was him. He was the one off key. Oh, dude, that, that's me, that voice. Ah, sing me a song like an angel. Sing me a song like a bird. It's nearly as good as Brian Loughborough. My musical brilliance where Matthew Matthew's just stopped singing I've left him behind he doesn't know what's hit him so there we are I think we'll stop that uh, embarrassing song we'll have more examples of songs and poetry from me when I was young in fact we go back to when I was eight year old it's time to talk about cold calling and spam Well, I don't want to be rude to Acoustica, but you've missed all the fun, I'm afraid. The phones rang, and it was some random voiceover trying to convince me that if I pressed three on my phone, then I would be uh, going to Florida on holiday. I don't, know, I, I don't know how that works, if it's a teleportation thing. I would literally, I don't know if I'd have time to pack. I'd just press three, and the next thing I know, I'm in America. Unbelievable. And I don't even know where I'd land, so I thought it best not to. It's amazing, isn't it? All the things that we get told that we can have, but we don't believe. All these people saying this is what you can have. 
if, but you've got to press three first, or five, doesn't matter what number it is. Well, if, it's, if they'd said press two, then I would have done it. But three, it's an obvious scam. But it may be true. There may just be some really nice people in this world who just wanted to give me, thought, I really enjoy the Youngins podcast, I'm going to pay for David Eagle to have a holiday in Florida. If all the rumours are true and all the things that people have rang me, I could be a millionaire, I'd have been... I would have never have actually... A holiday... For me, life would just be a series of holidays because I would have been on so many. I would have had about 75 kitchens by now in the last two years. A whole host of household appliances... And let's not get on to what would happen if I answered yes to all of the things that I get sent in my spam folder when I when it's emails. Everybody seems to want to send me counterfeit Rolex watches. My penis would be exponentially growing. In fact, I would have to stand away. You'd probably, every single Jungen's podcast, every, the first one would be, Hello, my name's David Eagle. A year down the line, I would have to, I'd be in another room, for goodness sake. I'd be, Hello, my name's David Eagle. I wouldn't be able to fit. And it's amazing some of the things that I've got in my spam folder. Dogs playing poker. I could watch a video of dogs playing poker, apparently. And then if I really enjoyed it, I could buy the, the actual DVD. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't know how dogs would play poker, but these are the things that I've been sent. And my mantelpiece would be adorned with hundreds of degrees, university degrees that I've never actually done in my entire life. I could just sit, I could go, I'd be brilliant, what a life of luxury I would lead. Every single week I'd be going off on holiday, I'd get a new kitchen when I came back every single, oh, a new kitchen, thank you very much. By the time I've worked out where the microwave is, I'm off on holiday again. Don't have to worry about it. Come back, new kitchen. Sorry, David, you won't be able to uh, to go on this flight. You're too heavy because you've got too big a penis. It weighs too much. I mean, what on earth? And then I can brag about all the degrees I've got. I was going to stay with my grandchildren, but uh, I think it's probably the best idea if I stay off the grandchildren. Uh, come and sit on my knee. No, Dad, my head touches the roof. Anyway, and so... We've already heard a clip from me and my friend at the age of 11 singing the song Sing Like an Angel, an original composition. We go even further back now to David Eagle, solo at the age of nine. And I'm now going to exclusively, for the Youngins podcast, reveal to you my epic composition from the age of nine. This is David Eagle with Susie on the phone. Yeah. Can I hear a phone in or is it my imagination? When I was a lot of teachers at school said I never had one. Check it out. Come on, Brian. Brian Loughborough. Take this. Is it just my mind playing games again? Yeah. Or is it Susie on the phone? Susie on the f- phone. I only wish I knew. Susie, is it Susie on the phone? Is it just my mind? Or is it Susie on the phone? Or is it just my mind? Susie, Susie on the phone. Oh, yes. Or is she no bad?
it upstairs or downstairs. Absolutely brilliant. You see, a lot of love songs, a lot of songs of this nature are just quite simple. They're all about, oh, I miss you and all that kind of thing. Not me. Not me. I'm I'm trying to find the fawn. Absolutely brilliant. A little ironic twist. A big umbrella. We stuck up in the rain. And we walked down the lane. Together. Solo going on. This solo, by the way, is all my work and all this collaboration nonsense. This is what I could have. This is what I could have been if it wasn't for the young'uns. Come on. Yes, I found the phone. Yes, I found the phone. Yes, come I on. What happens next? Oh, don't dare pick it up. Pick it up for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Come on, join in. On the phone. Ah, oh, yeah. It's groovy. Come on. Susie, 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 Susie on the phone. There. Come on. Everybody join in. Susie, Susie on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Susie. By the way, this is me doing this bit now. <laughs> Tell me. He's my solo. I love this solo. It's a brilliant solo. Oh, I like the. Oh, a nice chord change. Unorthodox. I'm sorry. Do you remember the 11th of September when me and Susie shared an umbrella? Susie on the phone. This is the situation. I'm convinced. The phone is ringing. I'm convinced it's Susie on the phone. So I've now taken you through the whole story. Susie, all about Susie, who Susie is, what the heck I've been doing with Susie, why I'm frightened, I don't dare pick up the phone because I really want to talk to this Susie, whoever this Susie is, but at the same time I don't want to talk to this Susie who's on the phone. I finally get to the phone after after searching for the phone high and low because I couldn't find the phone. A little bit of a twist there in the uh, in the song. Uh, eventually found the phone, but I don't, I don't dare pick it up. Meanwhile, for some reason, the phone's still ringing um, four minutes later. So I eventually get to the phone, I've now picked the phone up, and now, this is a little bit of irony for you, an ironic twist, the punchline of the song, you weren't expecting this, so bear in mind that you're all expecting it to be Susie, Susie on the phone, because that's what the song's called, check this punchline out. Hello, Susie. Oh no, it's not Susie. It's not Susie. It's not Susie on the phone. Yes. Even back then, I was a comedy genius. More songs and poetry still to come from my childhood self. But first, one of the most popular clips on the Youngins podcast. In fact, someone listened to this particular clip when they were riding their bike and they enjoyed it so much, they were laughing so hard that they fell off their bike and uh, they broke their wrist, I believe, and they were off work for two months. And that was down to this clip, my friends. So if you are driving or you are riding a bike, just a little health warning for you. You may not be as clinically insane as that particular person, so you may not find it as funny. But here it is now and it involves me getting very annoyed. Basically, it's quite it's quite disconcerting, actually, because all the, the time and effort that we put into 
thinking about certain feature ideas and that and that kind of thing. And then the thing that gets the most laughs is essentially me just getting annoyed and just shouting and swearing essentially. So that's what you're going to hear for the next few minutes. On the Youngins podcast, we, were, we did a special review podcast where we reviewed some of our guests of 2007 and we asked them what they're looking forward to in 2008. And it was just a way of networking and just um, giving you a few people who we've already featured on the Youngins podcast and being a little bit nostalgic, looking back and looking forward at the same time. One of the people we wanted to feature on that podcast was a, a former guest, Susie Bradley. She agreed to it. Absolutely brilliant, she says. She gives me a phone number. And we ring her up at the allotted times, the times that she said, hey, I'll be in at this time. And we rang, and I rang, and I rang, but it just wouldn't work. I kept getting disconnected, I kept getting messages from the operator. And I do remember at the time when I was doing this that I was getting really, really annoyed because the first 15 times, fine, you know, I'm, I'm quite light-hearted. But eventually, when I've spent, literally I'm spending an hour just dialing number, the same number into the phone and getting various messages and beeping sounds from the telephone operator... In the end, it failed, which is why we didn't feature her. And we actually tried again the week after, and it still couldn't get through. So I was so annoyed that I shut down the computer and didn't think anything more about it. Until I was just clearing my hard drive uh, on the computer of all the bits and pieces that I, I don't need anymore. And I came across this, and it said 72 Susie. It was a 72nd Jungans podcast, and it was Susie that we were trying to ring. And I thought, okay. So I opened it up, and I heard this. Yeah, you know, I can delete this. It's just me sort of ringing Susie up and getting annoyed. So I was just about to stop the playback and thought, right, I can delete this. When I suddenly burst into hysterics. And I uh, this is really... Because when you're really annoyed, you don't realise how comical you sound to other people. Even to... You, you, you'd sound comical to yourself if you can appreciate it afterwards, if you can reflect on it. And the fact that I had this recording there meant that I was listening to myself going in a right rage and saying some crazy stuff. And it was all recorded, obviously, and I'd not heard this back. And it was brilliant listening to it sort of two months in the future. This went on for an hour. Now, obviously, I'm not going to play the whole hour, but it got in, I got more and more annoyed to the point where I was swearing. And I was just rolling around the floor, and I've since compiled the clips, which I'm about to play you on the podcast now. And I must have heard this recording now seven times, and I still are in hysterics. I'm going to leave the fader up when I, when I play them, and I'm still in hysterics. I listened to them earlier today, and I was rolling around the floor again. This is the first time I made the call. It has not been possible to connect your call. Please try again later. Hi there. Sorry, there is a fault. Please try again. Ooh. There is a fault. It has not been possible to connect your call. Please try again later. That's three. I'm sure that's the third separate message we've got now. So we're getting mixed signals here. We know it's not possible, but I'm sure I heard us getting through to the answer machine before being cut off. It has not been possible no. to connect your call. But that's, a, that's a different woman. That's a different woman. I'm sure that's... That's a different person who's saying this. They've got allies, these people. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, what's going on here? It has not been possible to yeah. connect your call. Please but try... Why? Why? What's wrong? I... I don't... <laughs> right. <clears throat> it has not been possible to oh. connect your call. <laughs> Just let me through! God's sake! It has not been possible to connect your call. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, I, I, this must be now my 30th attempt. Sorry, there is a fault. 
Please try again. A fault? There's a fault? What the heck does that mean? I want to get... Ha! What do you mean a fault? Come on, Susie. It has not been possible. Oh, it's another woman. There's so many people want to tell me it's not possible to connect my call. It has not been possible. <sighs> Seriously. It has not been possible. Oh, you. I hate you. It has not been possible. Oh, you again. Seriously, if I find out who you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you stupid voiceover woman, you get paid enough, I'll rip off your head. <laughs> <laughs> if I get paid enough, I can rip off your head. <laughs> As if it's going to be like... <sighs> It's engaged now, what the hell? How many, how many different... I can't believe this. It has not been... Oh, you're back, are you? Oh, oh, well. It has not been... Oh, you... It has not been... Oh, you piece of crap. I don't know who you are, that. If you know that operator, who it is, tell her that I'm, I'm on a tree, I'm on a track. I'm going to murder that woman. <laughs> Imagine if she do get murdered. It has not been possible. Ah, oh, well, you... Ah... <laughs> It has not been possible to connect your call. Please try again later. I have tried again later, my dear. I've been trying. It's not been possible. To connect your call. You stupid... She's a stupid, ugly cow, that telephone operator. It has not been possible. Oh, shut up. Please try again. Oh, shut up. It has not been possible. We know! Connect me, you bloody idiot! <laughs> It has not been possible to... Yeah, you, you, ah, ah, just... It has not been possible... Oh, you f***ing little... <laughs> You're an absolute ass. <laughs> it has not been possible to get a your call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has not been possible... Oh, yes. Yeah, f***ing... <laughs> oh, that enough. Keep on acting like that, you stupid little woman on the phone. Tell me, how fast we can I get a call? You little piece of shit. It has not been possible. Look, you stupid little woman. Connect me now. <laughs> Deep breaths, David. Deep needle breaths. <laughs> it has not been possible to connect. Oh, you are a piece of fuck off. It has not been possible you to connect your call. Stupid cow. You stupid cow! Sorry, there is a f- I don't understand! It has not been possible. Oh, you, I'm gonna try one more time, you f- <laughs> It has not been possible to- <laughs> You f- little f- Bloody hell! And, and just in case you didn't think that was funny in the slightest and I've just wasted about five minutes of your time, um, let's see if it makes a difference with canned laughter over the top. So just imagine this. You can't see, or you're, you, you, maybe you're doing something, um, you're, you're ironing or something, you can't look at the television, but the television's just on in the background, and you can just hear this noise from the television. It's a comedy show, and you can just hear this. This is kind of like an audio you being framed in a way. We'll put canned laughter over the top. We'll put canned laughter over the last minute of this. And uh, we'll see if it we'll see if it makes it any funnier. We'll see if it adds something to it. It is not been mm, you piece of crap. If you know that operator, who it is, tell her that I'm at, I'm on a tree. I'm on a tree. <laughs> I'm gonna murder that woman. I have tried again later, my dear. I've been trying. It has not been possible. We know. <laughs> Connect me, you bloody idiot. Oh, you. F- you're an absolute ass! You think I'm being 
Peter, you fool! Oh, yeah. Look, you stupid little woman. Connect me now. Deep breaths, David. Deep breaths. It has not been possible to connect. Oh, you are a piece of fuck up. You stupid cow. Stupid cow! It has not been possible. Oh, you, I'm going to try one more time, you f- Back to the compositions of my childhood self. We're now going even further back in time now to my eight-year-old self. Uh, We have a song and a poem about the subject matter of clothing. Uh, A song from, from myself at the age of eight. We're going even further back in time now, which is called I Saw Your Trousers Fall Down. Let's hear a little bit of that song now. Unbelievable. I know. This is a poem that I created when I was eight called I Don't Know What to Wear. It could be a song about not knowing what clothes to put on. It could, of course, have a hidden metaphor. The clothes could represent something else. I don't know what to wear. Could represent all sorts of things. I'll leave you to decide that. As you listen to this spontaneous poem from David Eagle at the age of eight. This is copyright, by the way, David Eagle. Should I wear my red scarf or my woolly hat? <laughs> Should I wear? <laughs> I like the way that I. I obviously couldn't think of something. You can just hear my mind. You can hear the cogs turning. I'm trying to think of something. I've got myself into a corner. I need to think of something that rhymes with trousers. Oh, should I wear my blue top, my black top, or should I wear my trousers? Should I wear me jeans, my woolly hats, or oh. Trousers? What rounds of trousers? Oh, well, I'll pause for about 20 seconds and I'll start again. <laughs> Should I wear me nice old raggy shoes? Should I wear me big black boots or the shoes called kangaroos? What? No! Oh, brilliant. Now, the great thing is, I don't know if you heard that, when my brother Robert shouts... David, are you ready? It turns out this spontaneous poem, which is not obviously now not a metaphor, because I'm actually giving you this poetry while I'm actually choosing what to wear and getting dressed. It turns out that the whole family is waiting for me to get changed. And I've decided, well, instead of just grabbing something to put on and to wear and get out the house because we've got to go, I've decided, why don't I make a poem about the situation? This is how my mind obviously worked at the age of eight. 
so I put the tape recorder on and I decided to sing, do a little bit of a poem about it. And obviously I'm not really thinking about what I'm wearing. I'm actually now doing a poem. I'm making everybody in the house late. Don't worry. He, my brother has just interrupted my poem. He just told me to hurry up. But I, you know, I'm not intimidated because it doesn't matter because I know I feel art spurring me on. I decide, what do I do? I've just, my poem has been interrupted. Don't worry, David. I don't worry. I make it part of the poem. I've been interrupted. It's part of the poem. That's what a great spontaneous poet does. I'm going to have to send this to Brian Loughborough. I think I can give him some tips. Mum shouts me up, down, down the stairs. Tell me to hurry up. So I think I'll wear my nice tracky bottoms. I'll wear my nice tracky bottoms. Feel free to take a little break, by the way, during this podcast, because I know it might be a little bit too much for you to digest in one with such brilliant poetry as this. We move from such highbrow talk about uh, having a poo to poetry from an eight-year-old talking about what he wants to put on, what clothes he's going to put on. Yeah, I know. Just if you if you if you if it's getting a bit too much for you, if it's getting a little bit too daunting, if you're thinking I, I, too much education, too much highbrow talk. Feel free to switch off the Youngest Podcast, put something like Radio 4 on for a bit, come back to me later when you're ready for me. And in that clip just then uh, we played, I mentioned previously in that podcast we were talking about having a poo. And you may be listening and going, oh God, surely he's, been, he's talked about having a poo in, in a previous Youngest Podcast and he's not going to salvage that before he purges it from the internet? He's not going to salvage that story about poo? I'm not an idiot. Of course I am, my friends. Don't worry. So, I can't tell you the name of this woman. She's been spurred. But here's a little clip of her radio show. So, I was kind of fidgety, not very comfortable, and extremely tired at the same time. So, you can imagine, I was uh, slightly agitated. And, by the way, I needed a wee as well. And we'd already done our wee stops and smoke stops for all those that smoke. So, uh, I just needed to concentrate and... Um, just not think on needing the wee and my sore knee. So what did I do? I was pinching myself. Sounds ridiculous, but it actually worked, to be honest with you. And the Sony Radio Award for Most Innovative Broadcaster Goals too. It didn't really improve. You think I've been unfair there and just taking a snippet. It didn't really improve from there. The whole point of the story was just telling about an uncomfortable car journey. Yeah, all right. The stories go, that's fine. These radio presenters, they're kind of like failed stand-up comedians. Because if you went on stage and told that story... No one would laugh. Well, surely it's meant to be funny. Surely it's not just a sort of an incidental thing. I mean, like, why are you telling us that you needed a wee? If there was more... Is she actually wet herself? Thou the story's good. Make it up, for goodness sake. Wet yourself. So she, she, she moves on. She plays a song. She comes out of the song. And she continues to tell another toilet-related story. Is there no release? Oh, thank you very much. Little joke. Is there no release? We're talking about toilets. Keep it moving, keep it moving, love. That's what you've got to do. The listeners are listening to me now. They're in awe. And I'm not talking about being on a slag heap. Oh, I'll do it again. Get the jokes coming. That's what you've got to do, love. Get the jokes coming. Come on. Big shout-out goes out to uh, my uncle Well, before Steve, we play this, this there's the first little point. A big shout-out goes out. Well, I, I, should, I should hope the shout-out does go out. It'd be a bit of a rubbish shout-out if your shout-out didn't go out, wouldn't it? If the big shout-out wasn't going out, then it would just be a big shout, wouldn't it? Big shout-out goes out to uh, my uncle Steve, who's listening to Scunthorpe, along with my mum and my dad, and possibly my sister. I don't know if she's home at work yet. So, hello to you. I know... I can't help it. I'm stupid. What can I say? So, it's still gorgeous outside. It's 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. Believe it or not, this isn't another clip. This is from the same... This is, this is, this is just me moving on. So, she's just said hello to her family. Now she's telling us it's gorgeous outside. She's told us the time. 
She's not particularly cohesive, really, this, is it? So, it's still gorgeous outside. It's 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. Have you had tea yet? I haven't. Oh, my God! How short of material is this woman? She gives a big shout-out. She tells us the shout-out is going out. The shout-out is only to her uncle, who she can tell, who she can talk to at home. Why doesn't she just go home? Then she tells us all how stupid she is. Then she tells us what the weather's like. Well, we don't need to know what the weather's like. We can stay outside. (laughs) And I don't think anybody across the world is really bothered. What's the weather like? Oh, I want to know what the weather's like in Lincoln. Oh, I must... Hey, come on, mate. What are you waiting for? These shrimps are gonna... are gonna go cold on this barbie. Hang on a second, mate. I'm just... I just need to find out what the weather's like in Lincoln, in England. SirenFM.com. Come on, tell us what the weather's like. Ah, great. I can... I can rest easy. It's... 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 it's lovely. Brilliant. Dear, dear. You started off so well, love. You were telling us about needing a wee. Come on. Keep the momentum. So, it's still gorgeous outside. It's 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. Have you had your tea yet? I haven't. Whoa. I'm starving, by the way. Have you had your tea? She's starving. Just have something to eat. Play a song. Stuff a muffin in your face. Get something really big. Get like a, a massive baguette, which is really clumsy to eat, so you can't speak. Have you had your tea yet? I haven't. I'm starving, by the way. Um, actually, I, I had myself a little treat yesterday, and I made myself a big fat plate of homemade oh. chips. Hey, I thought it was freestyle. I thought it was freeform. I don't think it was. That She was obviously planned that. She's going to tell a hilarious story. You can just hear the pause. Actually, talking of not having my tea, talking of talking of having tea, I've got a story about this. This is unbelievable. I'm starving, by the way. Um, actually, I, I had myself a little treat yesterday, and I made myself a big fat plate of homemade chips. However, it all kind of backfired on me because... I got rumbles in the stomach area, and, uh, you, you know, when gas sort of builds up, it has to come out somewhere, so you can imagine where I'm going with this story. <laughs> this is actually, now she's admitted it, she's not even hiding behind this facade anymore, she's she's being fully open with us now, this is actually a story she's going, uh, you know where I'm going with this story? All right, this is, so she, this is a story, this is. It had to be released, and uh, it was. I mean, if that was my story, I could tell you it more or less every single day. I mean, as this is a weekly podcast, I could give you the top ten rundowns, maybe. Quite literally rundowns. Uh, that was one hell of a rundown. Ran right down my legs. Bit liquidy. And at nine, it's the... <laughs> it's Top of the Plops. My favourite poos that I've had over the week. It's Pick of the Plops. And at number nine, it's a new entry. But it didn't stay there for long. It soon exited... This one just in at number seven, it went straight down. And at number six, it's a new release. At number five, it's a non-mover, which is pretty painful, bit constipated. And at number four, it's going up the charts, which leaves me feeling a little bit uneasy. When it comes to number two, well, I think you've said it all. And after number two, there's a little number one to follow. <laughs> oh, make the story a little bit more interesting, love. Ah, oh, I had some chips. And I had a poo. Bloody hell. Ah, come on, mate, the shrimps are freezing. Sorry, mate, I, got, I, got, I just tuned in to hear what the weather's like, but she's telling this great story about having a poo. Oh, my God, I, I'm coming. I'm coming, mate. It's not, it's not that exciting. No, I mean... Uh, not over the shrimps. <laughs> <laughs>
Where are you going with this story? Is there's got to be more to it than this? You can't just be. You cannot literally. Your story cannot just be. I had something to eat and I had a poo. Let's keep listening because she's obviously going to say something else. And I was still releasing things this morning and talking gases now. <laughs> um, oh, I, you know, God. I don't want to too, be too sort of. I don't know, risque about it. So I'm trying to be as polite as oh, I can right. be without saying what I want to actually say. What she actually wants to say. Oh my god. <laughs> she maybe um this is this is obviously this is this program is a drive time show. But yeah, believe it or not, people are actually meant to drive to this. <laughs> when you think of a drive time show you expect traffic reports and lively music to get you home. This is how she expects people to be driven home. But bearing in mind she can't say what she wants to say. Would she prefer it if we put her on late at night so she can really tell us the story? In the kind of graphic detail, she needs to get herself a podcast. Then she can t- say all the things she wants to say about this subject. So, if you get my drift, awesome. Oh my my family will be absolutely If you lovely. get me drift. Oh, no, sorry, I don't, know what you, I don't know where you're going with this. You're speaking in such cryptic ways. I, I, I don't know. Am I reading wrong into this, love, or are you talking about having a poo? Yes, you're talking about having a poo, are you? So there's no elaborate metaphor. Of course I get your drift. Well, there's only one thing I've got to say about all of that. What a load of crap. Yeah! That's right! That's what you could have done. You've got a time in comedy. Livid Eagle. It's time to go back to my eight-year-old self for another poem. Let's... Delve into the mind of David Eagle at the age of eight. This is my poem. I can't get me watch off. I can't take my watch off. I can't take my watch off. Ah, grumble, grumble, groan. I can't take my watch off. Can't take my watch off. Fair. I take my watch off. No, you can't see it off here. Oh! Can't take my watch off! Oh, she's got to charge! Oh! I've got it off! I can take my watch off! I can take it off my watch off, but now I have to put it on again. Oh, no! Oh, yes. Nice bit of dramatic irony at the end. He gets his watch off, then he realises he's got to put it back on. Why did I, why did I even take it off? The fact that I couldn't take it off, I was so occupied. That, that says a lot about life. We Just because we, we we spend our lives thinking, I can't do this, I can't do that. This is what I was thinking when I was eight. I can't do this, I can't do that. The watch is a metaphor. And we struggle with ourselves. We beat ourselves up about it. We say, well, I, can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. And you, you strive, you pull, you push, you try anything to do this thing that you can't do. And then you do it. And you, you don't feel satisfied, because you think, actually, why did I want to do it in the first place? I've got to redo with the damages I've done now. What was the point in all of that? I've just wasted a lot of time uh, and energy doing something that I didn't need to do just because I couldn't do it. There's no reason to do something. Think about why you want to do something before you do it. Think about the consequences of your actions. Um, we had lots of different random features on the podcast. Just to give you some idea of the randomness of some of these features. During the podcast, my dad's fiance, because I used to record these podcasts in my home in Hartlepool, 
when I lived in Hartlepool. During the podcast recording, my dad's fiance Irene, brought me a tea, a herbal tea, it was. This led to a feature on the podcast, which was Irene Archer's Herbal Tea of the Week. And um, we're not going to play the feature, because literally all it consisted of was she would talk about a herbal tea, talk about the health benefits of the tea, rate it out of 10 for smell and for uh, taste. That was essentially the feature. However, it did have quite a good jingle, so we're going to play the Herbal Tea of the Week jingle now for you. Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally, but this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally. We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink, and then we will tell you what we think. Tea is the subject on which we will speak in a brand new feature, Herbal Tea of the Week. And now, it's Herbal Tea of the Week. Please welcome everyone's favourite tea drinker, Irene Archer. Another feature that we did was Irene Archer's weekly artefact. And the reason for that is because Irene is an artist. She does uh, paintings. After we'd done a few Herbal Teas of the Week, we got Irene back on the podcast, by popular demand, of course, to do another feature. And we decided, as she was an artist, that she would do Irene Archer's Weekly Artifact where she would divulge a little fact about art. We're not going to play any clips from this, but we'll do the jingle for you anyway. If David Eagle was working on commercial radio, this feature would surely get him sacked. But he's not, so he proudly presents to you Irene Archer's Weekly Artifact. And now, it's Irene Archer's Weekly Artifact. Please welcome your host, it's... Oh, yes, of course, Irene Archer! So there you go, that was a feature that we did. Uh, We also did a feature called Walking with Michael Hughes. And that basically was because Michael, in the summer holidays, he'd often go for walks. He'd go either hiking or he'd go on the moors or something like that with his friend. And um, we would call him up and he would talk about his walk. Nothing really particularly interesting happened, but again, here is the jingle from that feature. And now, Walking with Michael Hughes. Walking with, walking with Michael Hughes. Walking with, walking with Michael Hughes. And finally, and we will play a little bit from this particular feature, because um, we talked before about Martin Nesbitt. He was after... Loughborough's laughs, basically. I think we managed to get someone who was actually entertaining and actually genuinely funny. And he would tell stories about all sorts of things. And recently he died. He died last year. And we played a clip on the podcast of him telling a story about Jehovah's Witnesses. And his feature was called Nesbitt's Nuggets. And it was basically just a comedy nugget from Martin Nesbitt. But then, while he was talking to us one week, he was eating a packet of nuts. And he said, oh, I love nuts. And so, of course, nuts... Begins with an N, as does Nesbitt. He's called Martin Nesbitt. Nuts begins with an N, Nesbitt begins with an N. My goodness, straight away. And not many people would have the creative genius to think about this, to have thought like this, but I thought Nesbitt's nuts. My goodness, let's do a feature, Nesbitt's nuts. <laughs> I know, I know, you wouldn't have thought of that. You wouldn't have thought, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. You can't all be like me. So, Nesbitt's nuts was born. And basically, every week, Martin Nesbitt would um, divulge some facts about nuts. And so our penultimate clip on the Youngest Podcast is the jingle of Nesbitt's Nuts and a little excerpt from Nesbitt's Nuts as well. Oh, 
Oh, you're, you are the nutty professor. So, Martin, is your brain ready to disperse some facts on the subject of the peanut? I can give you a few facts. All right, then, Martin. It's time for this week's Nesbitt's Nuts Q Jingle. And now, Nesbitt's Nuts with Martin Nesbitt, exclusive to the Young'uns podcast. Warning, this feature may contain nuts. This week, Martin Nesbitt's Nut of the Week is... The peanut. And the peanut, as you know, is only a small nut. But really, it's a giant around the world because there's millions and millions and millions of peanuts being eaten in every country, in, in pubs and clubs and, and food of all kinds and oils made from it. They're also known as earth nuts and jack nuts, pindies, manila nuts and also... Monkey nuts, it's also a deadly nut. People have allergies about peanuts. It can take them out completely. People die of anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic shock? Yeah, that's the word. Do you think there's anyone called anaphylactic somewhere around the world? There may well be. Maybe uh, someone who was a scientist had been studying peanut allergies and uh, called their daughter Anna. But they, I don't think there's anyone called Flactic Shock, though. I've never come across a Mr. Flactic Shock. Well, I have a little uh, peanuts fact for you now. Did you know, Martin, George Washington Carver, the American researcher, invented 300 uses for the peanut? I'm not. I mean, as you can imagine, uh, Martin, he was, he was arrested for uh, an, on a number of indecent charges. Uh, one of them included... Assault. He assaulted a peanut. He assaulted a peanut. You see, salted peanuts. Excellent. Well, there we are. Peanut facts from Martin Nesbitt. It's time for Nesbitt's Nut Joke of the Week. So, Martin Nesbitt, which nut is most likely to have a cold? Don't think about it too much. You probably otherwise you'll spell the joke. <laughs> the answer, Martin, is the uh, the the Oh, sorry, the the Oh dear, the the cashew, the cashew nut, Martin. God, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to our Out with the Old podcast special. I've really enjoyed sifting through these clips, but I'm now going to concentrate my efforts before we release newer Youngins podcasts, and I'm going to concentrate on my efforts for doing some freelance work that'll hopefully actually get me some money, rather than just sitting in my bedroom sifting through old clips from 2006 to 2008 and compiling them for a handful of listeners. But thank you very much for listening anyway. I'm going to end with a final song of mine from the age of eight. I might even be before the age of eight, actually, this one. Um, A collaboration with my younger brother, who was five, Liam Eagle. So I'm going to say goodbye, and we're going to end with that clip. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back later this month for a new run of Youngin's podcast episodes. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Goodbye. To end this week's Youngin's podcast, our final musical offering comes from myself collaborating at the age of eight with my brother, Liam Eagle. Uh, this song ha- is, is untitled, but I think the music and the words speak for themselves. Was it just a coincidence that uh, we recorded this song and three months later, Scatman John appeared on the scenes with uh, Scatman World? 
I'm a scat man. I think we, uh, I think we got ripped off on that one, to be honest. Ring-a-ding-dong, ring-a-ding-dong. 